Welcome to this edition of PowerPoint with Jack Graham. A little later in the program, we'll tell you how you can get a copy of Dr. Graham's new book, The Essential Gospel. But first, here's the message, Team Jesus. Take your Bibles and turn with me to Romans, the 16th chapter. This is a passage of Scripture that uh, so many just skim over or skip over, and yet it's one of the most beautiful and wonderful passages to me in all of God's Word. Even though it is a list of names, people who are some known, many unknown, unpronounceable names for some of us, and yet each person on this list played a vital, played a vital part on what I'm calling Team Jesus. Team Jesus is what Romans 16 is all about. You know that the Apostle Paul, perhaps I do believe the greatest Christian who ever lived, the murderer who became a missionary, the one who once hunted the church down and persecuted Christians, now proclaiming Christ all around the world. He met Jesus on the road to Damascus. His life was rerouted and he was never the same. And he was called and appointed to be an apostle to the Gentiles. So he not only preached to the Jews, he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and the salvation to the Jew first and then also to the Gentiles. And so he became known as the apostles to the Gentiles as he went from city to city and place to place and often prison to prison proclaiming Jesus. Great scholar, preacher, wrote more than half of the New Testament under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and yet, and yet, as great as this one man was and is, Paul didn't go it alone. Because the Christian faith is not a solo act, it is a team sport. And when we say all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, all of it, that means all of it, including all these names that we often miss that speak so well of the church and the ministry and the mission of the church. We get insight uh, when we read even the names and a bit of their bio in these uh, verses. We, we see something of, of the function of the church and the force of the church in the world, including Rome, which was, uh, you know, the capital city of the world-renowned Roman Empire. And, and yet, these Christians were turning the world upside down, just a few of them at first. But they believe something that we as Christians believe, and that is Christ is alive, that Jesus is Lord. And in the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, they established colonies of heaven, places where churches were planted all over the world. The church of Jesus Christ is a church planting movement. It is a gospel witness to our neighbors and to our nations. And so Paul, as he's closing the book of Romans, takes time to say thank you. You know, thank you, gratitude is the virtue, in my view, of all virtues. It is the first virtue. And out of gratitude, gratitude to God and gratitude for one another flow all of the other virtues. And Paul is grateful. 
and he singles out nearly 30 members of the church at Rome or Christians related to the church at Rome, and he calls their name. And so we're going to look at some of these people who are forever friends. My first point in this passage of Scripture, calling it Team Jesus, is the worthy woman on Team Jesus. You see her story in verse 1, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a servant of the church at Centre, that you may welcome her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints, and help her in whatever she may have need of you, for she has been a patron, that is a benefactor, of many and of myself as well. What is notable about Phoebe, along with her sisterhood and her sainthood, she is a wonderful, worthy woman. But what I need to remind you of today, it was this woman, Phoebe, who carried the letter, Paul's letter to the Romans to the church at Rome. God entrusted this dedicated, devout sister in Christ to deliver the amazing message of the book of Romans to the church at Rome. Remember these epistles, these letters were written by Paul and delivered to various churches, whether Ephesus or Corinth or Thessalonica. But here, of course, Rome, and Paul wanted to go to Rome, but he was unable to get there at this point, so he's writing them to encourage them. But in this letter, there is this great essential gospel of Christ. She carried the gospel, the essential gospel in the book of Romans in her dress, in her skirt, in her robe to Rome. What a powerful witness this benefactor, this blessed woman is. And women are vital to the health and the reproduction of the church in the world. Amen. And while God has called men to pastor, to be the elders and the shepherds of the church, there are multiple, multiple, multiple ministries of women and girls in the work of Jesus Christ. And I won't recur on all of that, but a church without women would be like a baseball team with no infielders, or maybe a pitcher without a catcher. Because just as in the home we have order and distinction and unique roles, so do we have this in the church. But it was the heart of Paul to put his hand on this woman, and she, a servant of the church, was to be honored as a worthy woman. Thank God for Phoebe. So on Team Jesus, you have not only this worthy woman, but she is representative of all the worthy women and willing women who faithfully served the Christ and de delivered the gospel and ministered in the church. And we thank God for you. But not only do we see in this passage the worthy woman on in Team Jesus. But I want to show you now a courageous couple on Team Jesus. And we meet them in verse 3. Greet Prisca and Aquila. You may know her as Priscilla. Paul refers to her as Prisca, which is the formal name. Her diminutive name was Priscilla. This couple, Priscilla and Aquila, Paul says, are my fellow workers in Christ who, watch this, verse 4, 
who risk their necks for my life, to whom not only I give thanks, but all the churches of the Gentile give thanks as well. Now, who is this couple, Priscilla and Aquila, whom Paul calls partners? And not only partners, but co-workers and close friends. They met at Corinth years before this letter is written. They served together in Ephesus. And in their journey with Jesus, Priscilla and Aquila end up at Rome. And so he is greeting them. And this couple, these weren't spectators in their role in the church, but they were MVPs, Hall of Famers, not fringe, in and out, but all in believers and followers of Christ. By trade, they were tent makers like Paul, and thus maybe their natural affinity for one another. Aquila most likely was a Jew, and it's possible that Prisca was a Gentile. And the church, of course, included both Jews and Gentiles, men and women, poor and rich. They were church planters, planting churches in their house, in their home, around the world, specifically at Ephesus and here at Rome. They even mentored one of the great preachers of all time. His name was Apollos. Apollos was known as Golden Throne or the Golden Tongue. And he was a man, according to Acts chapter 18, who was mighty in the Scriptures, a powerful, persuasive apologist, declaring the Old Testament Scriptures and describing Jesus as the fulfillment of the Old Testament Scriptures. But when Priscilla and Aquila met this man, Apollos, there were a few gaps in his theology. There were a few things missing in this man's life, and so they, he went to the seminary of Priscilla and Aquila. They took him aside into their home and they discipled this great man of God. And first of all, you, we, we're, we're grateful for Apollos who humbled himself and went to these commoners' home, but uh, a home where, where people loved Jesus, both of them, and, and they led them more him more accurately in the Word of God. I mean, this is a power couple, a dynamic duo who had the church in their house. They graciously opened their home for the sake of the gospel of Christ and the work of the church. A good place to stop and just remind all of us to remind ourselves that our house, your home, should be God's house. A place where Jesus is Lord and people are loved. That, that your house could be a place in your neighborhood as a vantage point for the gospel of Christ. Whether people are meeting in your home or just know the people in your home, you and your family. The church, of course, did not meet in big buildings in the early days, but it spread from house to house. A husband and a wife dedicated fully to the Lord Jesus Christ. Is your marriage a ministry to others? You're listening to PowerPoint with Jack Graham and today's message, Team Jesus. Our world needs revival, and if that's going to happen, it has to take place in Christians first. 
that can only happen through the recovery and rediscovery of our passion for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's why we want to send you a copy of Pastor Graham's new book, The Essential Gospel, which goes to the very heart of the good news our world so desperately needs to hear. The Essential Gospel is our special thanks for your gift to PowerPoint. This is the last week of this offer, so call today. Call 1-800-795-4627. That's 1-800-795-4627. You can also text the word ESSENTIAL to 59789. And don't forget to visit jackgraham.org where you can shop our e-store, give a gift online, or sign up for Dr. Graham's free daily email devotional. Our website again is jackgraham.org. Now let's get back to today's message, Team Jesus. So we see here on Team Jesus a worthy woman and all worthy willing women who serve the Lord. We see a courageous couple and all couples, men and women, who together serve the Lord. But I also want you to see next on Team Jesus, faithful friends. One is in verse 5, greet my beloved Eponetus, or Eponetus, who was the first convert to Christ in Asia. Ha! Paul thinks back and he remembers when this man, Eponetus, came to faith in Jesus Christ. He was of the first fruits, he said, of the harvest in Asia. There's something about your first convert. I don't know if this was literally Paul's first convert, but it must have been fairly close. Jesus said, pray that the Lord of the harvest would send forth laborers. The harvest is ripe and ready, but the laborers are few. So be a laborer, and God will give you an Eponidas. And we thank God for this church, the, the, the harvest that God has given us over the years, the thousands upon tens of thousands of people who have come to Jesus because of the witness to our neighbors and to the nations. Even online, looking at you out there, so many of you have come to faith in Christ by viewing this church and worshiping with us online. This is our witness. We think about PowerPoint ministry, our radio and television ministry, and so many, because we are all about the harvest. We are all about what God has called us to do. And so, it's important to note this first man in Asia who came to Jesus because the gospel is for the world is for everyone. He says in verse 6, greet Mary who has worked for you. There are five or six Marys in the New Testament. We meet her here. The only thing we know about her, according to verse 6, is that she worked hard for you. Ergo, which means sweaty labor, hard working, to the point, toiling to the point of exhaustion. This was Mary, there's no easy way, there's no cheap way to serve the Lord. Ask Mary, ask Priscilla and Aquila. It will cost you to serve Jesus, but it will cost you far more not to serve Jesus. Mary is notable for her hard work in the, hard work in the Lord. And then there's uh, Adronicus and Junia, most likely again a couple. 
My kinsmen and my fellow prisoners, this is verse 7, they're well known to the apostles. The apostles knew them because they actually came to faith in Jesus Christ before the apostle Paul. They were no doubt relatives of the apostle Paul. Could it be that these family members are the ones who first witnessed and influenced Saul of Tarsus who became the great Paul the missionary? We don't know. But again, Adronicus and Junia, my kinsmen, my relatives, and they were in prison with Paul at some point, side by side in the service of the Lord. And all the apostles, we're talking about the big dogs now, they all knew. Peter and John and James, they all knew this great couple. Then down in verse 8, are you with me? Ampliatus, my beloved in the Lord. We don't know much about this man other than the fact that there is this name, Ampliatus, that is on a tomb in the catacombs outside of Rome, where Christians met in the first and second century. Could it be that this man, beloved in the Lord, this is a slave's name, by the way, a, a slave who came to Jesus, and yet in his, at his tomb, if this is his tomb, Ampliatus Beloved in the Lord, it was a decorated and beautifully done tomb in the catacombs to honor a man like this for his faithfulness to the Lord. And then Urbanus and Statius, and then he mentions others. It just shows you something, doesn't it, of the diversity and yet the unity of the church. All of these people together. Skipping down to verse 12. Greet those workers in the Lord. Again, hard workers in the Lord. Tryphenia and Tryphosa, twins, whose names, mean, whose names mean dainty and delicate, but they were anything but dainty and delicate for the Lord. They were dynamic for the Lord. These triumphant twins. And greet the beloved Persis, which was a woman from Persia who has, again, worked hard for the Lord. Have you noticed how often these women show up working hard? for the Lord. And Paul addresses them and acknowledges them and blesses them. Verse 13 is a great one, because here we meet a man by the name of Rufus, chosen by the Lord. Most likely that should be translated Rufus, a choice man in the Lord. He was a choice person. And what stands out about him is his mother. Because the Apostle Paul said, the mother of Rufus was a mother to me as well. A spiritual mother, not his biological mother, but she was a spiritual mother. We have brothers and sisters in the church. We also have mothers and fathers in the church spiritually because we remember our family. There are spiritual mothers who mentor women and spiritual fathers. There are men and women in our lives, if we will listen and look for them, that will equip us and encourage us and elevate us in the Lord. I know my life was never the same since the day I walked in and met my pastor, Fred Swank. And so you can think of people in your life, I hope, that have served the Lord well and have served you well and have mothered you nourished you. Paul was nourished and nurtured in some way by this woman, Mary, 
And whose wife was Mary when Jesus was carrying the cross to Calvary? He fell beneath the load. The weight of the world was on his shoulders. And a Roman soldier conscripts a man from the crowd by the name of Simon of Serene to carry the cross of Jesus, which he did to the place where Jesus died. Did you know that man, Simon of Serene, and his wife, Mary, had two children that are mentioned in the book of Mark, Alexander, and yes, Rufus. So Rufus was the son of the man who carried the cross of Jesus. Can you imagine the stories that were told in that family? Well, he mentions more. Synchronites, Phlegian, Hermes, this is verse 14, Patrobus, Hermes, and the brothers who are with them. Then he mentions a family together. All of these important to the Lord. Every person matters. All of them mentioned because they advance the gospel of Christ. I'm so grateful for the themes of this verse and these verses because it reminds us what we're to be now on Team Jesus as the compassionate congregations of Team Jesus. When you look down at the last verse, verse 16, it says, greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ greet you. All the churches of Christ say hello, the people. And all of these churches now blossoming, flourishing around the world, small house churches, people gather together in rooms, winning people to Christ, proclaiming the gospel in the power of the Holy Spirit. These are the churches, and he mentions greet one another, all the churches are all the saints that are in Christ Jesus, all the saints. A saint is a saved person. The church in Rome doesn't make a person a saint. Christ makes you a saint, and if you are saved, you are a saint. You're either in or you're out. In fact, one of the things that recurs in this passage of Scripture is the phrase, in Christ Jesus. Six or seven times in Romans 16 here, it says, in Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus, in the Lord. You're either in the Lord or out of the Lord, positionally. These saints, it also means set apart ones. The word saint means set apart or sanctified. You can hear the word sanctified. They are growing in their faith. They are set apart. Remember, they aren't saints in heaven. They're saints in Rome. They're living it out in Rome of all places, a light in the darkness, doing what Paul said in Romans 12, 21, overcoming evil with good. And that's what we're to do. Saints are radically saved, like Paul, real conversion. These people were not saints in the churches because they were in the church, but because they were in Christ. You can join a church, you can be baptized. You can go to Sunday school, Bible study, you can do all that. You can be in the church, but not in Christ. Not have a personal relationship with Christ. Some have a relationship with the church, but not a relationship with Jesus. So, these are the saints, and there's real conversion here. Let me remind you that you have to do something more than die 
to go to heaven. Jesus died for you and took your sins and rose again on the third day so that you could be given eternal life, the free gift of God. And when you receive and respond by repenting of your sin and trusting in Christ and Christ alone as your Savior, then you are in Christ, and Christ is now living in you. And we all make up the church together. You're listening to PowerPoint with Jack Graham and today's message, Team Jesus. With so much bad news in the world today, for many it's like the end of the age is just around the corner. So right now is the moment Christians must arise and show just how essential the gospel is to a lost and broken world. That's what prompted Pastor Graham to write a new book, The Essential Gospel, which goes to the very heart of the good news our world so desperately needs to hear. And we'd love to get a copy of this powerful new resource into your hands. The Essential Gospel is our thanks for your gift today to help boldly proclaim the truth of the gospel and the hope it brings to more people around the world. So call now to request your copy of The Essential Gospel when you give. This is the last week of this offer, so call today. Call 1-800-795-4627. That's 1-800-795-4627. You can also text the word ESSENTIAL to 59789. And don't forget to visit jackgraham.org where you can shop our e-store, give a gift online, or sign up for Dr. Graham's free daily email devotional. Our website again is jackgraham.org. Pastor, what is your PowerPoint for today? In Matthew 18:20, Jesus promises to be with us when we gather as a family of believers. For where two or three gather in my name, There I am with them, he says. I would love for you to gather with us here at Prestonwood Baptist Church. When you walk through our doors, you become part of our family right away. Whether you've never been to a service at Prestonwood or life just got in the way of regular church attendance, I would love to welcome you into this family of believers. Visiting a new church can be intimidating, but we try our best to make your visit as easy as possible. You can visit our website at prestonwood.org to find the right campus and time for you and your family. You can also let us know you're coming on the website so we can be ready and waiting to welcome you. Our volunteers will make sure you never feel out of place. They'll help guide you to the parking spots reserved for first-time visitors, get you settled into a service, and even help you navigate our kids and student ministries. And we would love to help you figure out how your family fits in best in the long term. We have so many opportunities to get involved, from small groups to volunteering opportunities and mission trips. At Prestonwood, we want to share the love of God with more and more people till the whole world hears. And we want you to be a part of that exciting mission. There's no substitute for the love and encouragement and guidance found in the family of God. So remember... You're always welcome at Prestonwood. There is a place for you here, and I hope to see you soon. And that is today's PowerPoint. Remember, when you give a gift to PowerPoint, we'll send you Dr. Graham's new book, The Essential Gospel, as our thanks. Call 1-800-795-4627. That's 1-800-795-4627. You can also text the word ESSENTIAL to 59789. And join us again next time as Dr. Graham brings a message about how you fight the good fight for Christ.
That's next time on PowerPoint with Jack Graham. PowerPoint with Jack Graham is sponsored by PowerPoint Ministries.